2: I'm joined now by Larry Tompkins, and everybody knows Larry, and his autobi- autobiography has just been released, and I'm sure, I know it'll make a great read, Believe is the name of the ti- title, and we'll get to that later on. But first of all, Larry, um, the best to look with the book, and obviously, you know, it, it's a big a big adventure, and a, a whole new structure to your life.
3: Yeah, I suppose, after finishing playing, I was asked by quite a number of people, a good friend of mine at the time, Martin Breheny was kind of onto me a lot to see whether I write a book and I said, sure, what would I be doing writing a book first? And so, I suppose when you get a little bit, I suppose, older and wiser, I don't know whether wiser, but look, um, I think you look back at things a bit differently and I think I've enjoyed the last 14, 15 months with Dennis Hurley, who was my ghostwriter and done a fantastic job um i've enjoyed looking back at those great moments and 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 of course there has been heart heartache along the way as well as everything else but do you know what I, i i think i've just hopefully i've done it at the right time and i think i've kind of you know uh thought of an awful lot of people that meant an awful lot to me over a long number of years so look i hope people get a good insight into those great days that we've had and um I suppose, an insight into my mm. kind of life growing up. And it's not all about, I suppose, it's not all about football. It's, it's, it's about my journey. It's about places that I got to where I thought I'd never get to. And um, started in Calair and just rollercoaster from there, really. And uh, it wasn't planned.
2: People might yeah. have
3: thought it was planned. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, you're here now and you're, you're as good a Corkman as I've ever yet to meet. But let's start at the start. You had a, a prolific underage, uh, underage career and senior career with Calair. Yeah, like uh, I suppose underage football wasn't there wasn't
3: a lot of it. Uh, them years, like uh, it was my first kind of a small competition was under eleven at school, and then it that was uh, very tiny. Uh, under fourteen, a little bit then with at a few uh, playing some uh, little mini league kind of tournament that was in Leinster at the time. And from there, then it just advanced onto minor grade, and I've had three years minor with Galer and five years under twenty one with Galer. And I suppose I had the distinction that time of losing two Leinster finals in one week. Um, Yeah, minor and under 21, lost to Mead in a a minor final. And funny enough, Liam Hayes, who was my publisher, uh, played in that Mead minor team. And he just reminded me that I didn't remember that day. My memory's going, but uh, he missed two penalties that day, so <laughs> he was rubbing it in. I thought we were the better team with them, and he said he missed two penalties. I, I kind of uh, it reminded me of, of 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 you know those great days. Really, it was my first kind of entry entry into Crow Park, the old Crow Park.
2: So in effect, we're still a minor. You played three years under twenty one. That's rare enough back then. It kind of happens now, all right? But back then. I would say that you were an exceptionally good footballer at that young age.
3: Well, I don't know. I'm Just very dedicated, very committed, and, and very honoured to, to be even asked to play for your county. Um, you know, I do a massive distinction then as well to represent uh, Kildare at minor, only 21, and senior for, for two years. Uh, come on, a senior team, just as it was touching 17. Uh, first National League game against Roscommon in 1979 in Dr Hyde Park. And uh, I always said, no disrespect to the, uh, to the Roscommon people, but, but I always said it was a graveyard to me because <laughs> I, I ended up finishing my managerial career. I was actually going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, look, uh, there, were, there were massive days, like, and uh, so just so privileged to have got the opportunity to, to, to be asked and to play. And I suppose that's the way I always was.
2: And the draw for football in Kildare, we talk about the carries and the Doubles and the Mayo's, but I've seen enough of Kildare over the years, Larry, whether it be a Newbridge or down the Park or anywhere. The draw for football in that county, apart from racing, is probably the, nest, the next best thing in the county.
3: Yeah, Kildare. Funny with Kildare, like um, we had a massive team, like I know probably would have been a lot more massive, or if, if probably if, if the county had been maybe run right, and you'll you'll gather those in in, in my book. Um, but we we had a hell of a team, but a lot of players like a lot of really good players, including my own brother um, didn 't really want to kind of take part in the Calais, I hope it was it wasn 't run the best and uh, it was shabby and still, when we played national league games when we played in Division one in the national league a lot of that, a lot a lot that time, and we go along to Newbury's, there could be twelve to fifteen thousand people like attend league games like which is which is just unheard of like uh, crazy stuff but and that's where I got to meet, you know, great friends with Christy Moore, the, the 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 singer. Christy used to come and come to all those games and stand behind the goal. And um, you know, we'd have a slag off one another. he would be kicking the freeze and he'd always say like this, you know, aim for me behind the goal. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I don't know whether I, I don't know whether I got him a good few times or not. But you know, we became good friends from a long a long period back, and. Um, Look, there were special times and great times, and uh, of course, then you know I played with Shea Fahi along the way there. Uh, Shea was a, m- a massive player with Gildare. Um He played with Sarsfields in in, in Newbridge, and um, of course, our link was as strong then uh, as it is now.
2: And it's ironic that the two of you ended up playing pivotal roles for Cork. Something you wouldn't have as envisaged when you young lads yeah
3: sure. like it's just a it's just a a crazy situation like and even in my younger days like i remember one great story in 1973 when when that great car team uh, ended up beating galway in the all-Ireland final captain by billy um you know i was uh, i used to go on a, a few days holidays down to galway at that time and my aunt was living down in Loch Ray and her husband tom kelly uh, both of them have passed away now since, but Tom was highly involved in Galway, Lake, in Galway County Board at football level, and he used to bring me along to the Galway training, and you know, meeting the likes of um, you know Jimmy Duggan and Liam Salmon and. Uh, Tommy, Joe, Gilmore, John Dillon, like, uh, you know, I was kicking the balls back to these lads in 1973, I was uh, 10 years of age, like, and little did I think, and, and you know, when the All-Earned Final was being played and it was a hell of an All-Earned Final, you know, I was naturally I was supporting Galway, but little did I think. You
2: better not tell Billy
3: that? <laughs> well, I did, I think I told him, which, well, Billy, I probably know, uh, this uh, respect with Galway because anyway, he, he came, uh, didn't, his, uh, what's his, his father like came from came there as well, father, so, um, yeah. He had a soft spot for Galway as well. So, but like, it's amazing to think like that. Um, you know what was going to happen then in the interim years. Then as we as we as we go along.
2: Do you think, obviously, from without reading it, obviously the 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 situation in Kildare it hindered the team and probably denied him an opportunity to gain maybe provincial and national honours.
3: Yeah, without a doubt. Like geez, we, we we like when you look at Kildare players now that that um, just didn't kind of make themselves available and and uh, just didn't put in the work that was maybe required like I you know I went along to train sessions with Kildare and there might be only 12 or 13 players like hard to believe like Um, and and we playing in Division One at, at the at the National League, but of course Leinster football was very strong that time. Like you, you had the, you know, you had awfully massively strong. Uh, Dublin were very very strong, and of course you you got no easy games like from yeah. Meath, of course, and Leash, and all the teams in 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 Leinster. It was probably the strongest province at that time, like uh, contrary to the way things are now. But certainly, you know, there was no hiding place for any any championship match. Was 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 a tough game.
2: And how many how many years did you play a senior before the eventual fallout came? Yeah, I played six six years senior um,
3: before um, I suppose started seventy nine, finished eighty five, and that's when I,
2: I emigrated to New York then. And, uh, and you came home. Just explain why you actually fell out with Kildare. I think it's important because it's an important story, and it's an important story in your life.
3: Yeah, it's it's um, look uh, there was always a there was always a feeling like that, you know, Kildare County Board were liable to do anything and um, it w- this was no exception like it was i was after informing him and do at the time in 1985 that i was immigrating to new york um, i was going over on the all-star trip i was part of the all-stars that year in 85 and um you didn't
2: get an ass so you were just
3: part of the trip yeah it was called a replacement all-star so we played two games one was one was in san francisco and the other was in new york and um, John Crofton was another Kildare man who got a replacement All-Star as well but I had informed Eamon Dunahoo that I wouldn't be returning that when I got to New York that I'd be staying there and uh, I didn't know for how long but um, but I did say like that I was captain of the Kildare team that year and unfortunately I was out of work and. Um, I suppose circumstances. I I I just took the opportunity and 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 I said I'd stay in New York, but I had uh, I had the return ticket to come back, like and uh, just to change the date and it would have I think just cost me forty or fifty dollars to change the date just to. I don't need to have over to work. Well, yeah, but uh, I suppose that uh, the the real point, that I'm trying to make is that that um, I had said to Eamon, and look, I said if if you need if you want me back for the game. Um, I'd certainly come back but I would need a return ticket to get back to New York again Uh, so look Eamon contacted me a few days prior to the Mead game in the Leinster Championship and asked me that the county board had, had said that it was that they were willing to fly me back or not fly me back over but they were willing to have a return ticket for me when I arrived back so I had said to Eamon on a good few occasions like are you sure and uh, Eamon said, yeah, I'll make sure. So he said he'd ring me two days before. I had changed my ticket in the meantime, just paid the $50 to change the the date on the ticket that I had from the All-Star trip. So um, everything I thought was organised and fine. I got on the flight, but in the meantime, before I left, I had said to Donald Gallagher that, uh, you know, I uh, wouldn't be surprised if these guys left me high and dry. <laughs> so um, I arrived back. and Unfortunately, we got beaten in the Leicester semi-final. And... Um, I was made aware then straight after the game that uh, my there was nothing there for me. There was no ticket.
2: And how big a blow was that? Given much you had sacrifice to come home.
3: Like it, it wasn't so much that. It was just, I suppose, the wholehearted effort I had given Killea for so long. Like I'd say. You know, I'd never be like that. I don't think I'd never. I was never brought up like that, and never be like that, and I never thought like that somebody could stoop that low and give somebody a
2: kick in the teeth. It was after, you know, giving them everything like. And Is that the day you fell out with Kildare football, or you lo- once say lost your love for it, but y- you couldn't really commit to it after that?
3: No, like it was a look. It was a <laughs> uh, it was the lowest, the lowest blows, and um, I think at that stage, like I had kind of been a. I suppose, I, I had was only a couple of months in New York, but I had really liked uh, the lifestyle there, and uh, I had kind of said to myself, uh, this was going to be my home now, and uh, and uh, Kildare were in no way, uh, just leaving that hotel that day after uh, the treatment I got, I just felt like that, you know. And
2: guys. you were never, you never get put on the Kildare jersey after that?
3: No, no, that was it, I, had a, I suppose I had a lot of thoughts going back on the flight the next day, and... Um, just to made up my mind like this, Kalea will never see me playing for for for
2: them again, you know. So, Larry, it's somewhat ironic. We're here today in Cork City on 9/11, a day that's very, very significant. Not only in New York, but all over the world. And you just mentioned there that you kind of fell in love with New York.
3: Yeah, it's uh, when you when you mention 9/11, it's, um it's very sentimental because I. Narcy I knew a good few people that, that um that are not with us uh, today. Uh, a couple of young people that that died from it that I was very friendly with. Um you know, uh it, it's a very it's a very emotional it's a very emotional uh, for an awful lot of Irish people. Um the, the the contractor on that building was a company called Structure Tone. It was a Tyrone company. they, they employed a lot of Irish people and um it was just so so sad like that. Um the events we heard uh, of that particular day—it was—it was just uh, gut wrenching. But uh, look, the, the 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 memory lives on with all of those people, and we'll keep it alive as much as possible, and we'll 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 keep talking about it because it was a, the Twin Towers was was a, was a great spotlight because it was the it was the Mecca for people to go to, like uh, yeah. all the people that come out to New York that. When I became kind of uh, the master of of showing people around, of of uh, finding out myself where to go, but you'd always bring him to the Twin Towers, and I just was off, and I I went up on the the very top out onto the roof and looked all over the the New York City. There's no better sight in the whole of the world. So, look, it's it's a it's a very emotional day, and 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 New York in particular, like, has been uh, brilliant for me. Like, it's been in a lot of ways.
2: So When you went back to New York after the fallout with Kildare, obviously you immersed yourself obviously in work, but then in the football side of Kildare. So let's, let's expand on what count you played with and the friends you made out there.
3: Yeah, I was lucky I got involved with a Donegal team. Um, and it wasn't a case of, of of Donegal players playing with them. Well, uh, there was a few, were very few, but the, the, the biggest contingent, believe me now, came from Cork. And amazing, like um, a small little club like Castle Aben that I that I found out about later. Um, they had four players playing with them. So, look, they're they're just a fanatical, uh, fanatical. It was a fanatical kind of a team that that engrossed themselves in. I suppose a lot of emigration came out there that time, and Donegal got an awful lot of very solid people to 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 play and. Um, we had guys from all over the country, uh, but we just knit it so well. And uh, every one of those guys, I would say, like they had a, they had an honesty and a, and a, and a, I suppose a professionalism that they wanted to do well out there, and they were minding themselves, but also they wanted to play good
2: football out there. And what, what was the, What was the day? Give me an ordinary working day and a training day. what, what did it comprise of? In New York, obviously. Well I do, the lads,
3: I, I do say to the lads I was up first every morning <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I didn't see too many in the street. I, I used to get up around say about quarter to five in the morning uh, you'd be on the subway maybe grab a, a, a cup of coffee and a donut as, you, as you're running to the subway and you'd be on the subway for quarter five I'd be in work maybe for uh, six o'clock and uh, you'd finish work then at about maybe half past two three o'clock um, you come home uh, if we're Donegal all to train, maybe twice a week, uh, sometimes three times a week, um, we'd 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 go to a place uh, called Randall's Island, which was near Giant Stadium, and. Um, you know, the training sessions were they were tough, they were hard. Uh, as Timmy Dowd said when he came over on a weekend, Timmy was out to score a, uh, the winning goal for Kerry in the all final. And Timmy made the statement that uh, Mick Dwyer didn't train us this hard over it. <laughs> I don't uh, believe that. I, t- I think Timmy was one of those soft fellas But, but uh, I know, you're a hell, of a hell of a player. But look, it was just a massive thing to be together because you're away from home, you're isolated. And then to be just part of him of a magic team that each and one of the players wanted to do you know wanted to get the best out of themselves and that, and that's great when you when you have some whenever when you have a team like that there's there's nobody looking over their shoulders to see or to mind themselves because like they, they want to try and they wanted to try and get the best out of themselves and that's just the way it kind of nurtured we were we were so we're, we're the only team ever over there for four years we were unbeaten like it's a, it's a cra- was the
2: standard high there Larry
3: it was massive like it was you know our first years that we played like from 85 86 87 like sure like uh, the standard would be is, you know you'd beat a lot of counties back here like yeah. and uh, you know you'd have 10,000 arriving at Gailey Park a Sunday like every Sunday seeing 5 or 6 games like, and and um, you know, uh, there were there were just it was just a mecca of meeting people. It that was,
2: was The word I was going to use, like every man, every Irish person that yeah. could, they had to grow for our games, and it's a lot of it. New York would head out of a Sunday, and I'd imagine the atmosphere was something else.
3: It was electric, like, and and you know, John Kerry O'Donnell had the, an old man. He had the, he had the, the lease on the on the on the Gelly Park, and. He was. He had an old bar there, and and believe it or not, then after the matches there, whatever time it finished at six o'clock, there was a, an old flat roof on the on the bar, and and the music had started on the top of the roof, <laughs> and we would be all out drinking our, our bottles of or whatever, or bottles of Coors or whatever outside, and look, you you you'd look over there and you say, Jesus, like uh, you could be meeting, you could you wouldn't know that your next door neighbor could be out, yeah. you know, you, that was the way it was, like, and you didn't have to be a footballer or a hurler to come along to to Gaelic Park. People came there because. Of it was the meeting place. It was the Irish meeting place. It was a place maybe that you could get a start in work or get somewhere to stay. And at that time in the in the mid eighties, like
2: it was just a, a massive influx of immigration to to New York, like. And the standard of football, given that I know lots of guys just go over and back here and did it for the weekends. What kind of the standard?
3: It was it was high. It was high. Like we, um, I would rate Donegal the team that I played on. now oh, probably. Uh, you you would certainly be in contention of maybe winning any provincial championship here at the time, like yeah. like it was that good. Like you know, we we would have had ten or eleven intercounty players like that would have played for their for their counties, like and that would have been guys like coming off of uh, under twenty one successes and winning All errands with their county. We had a number of people from from Donegal, we had a couple from Down, we had Narcy, we had a low, we had a good few from Cork. They had one All errands on the twenty ones at the time. They were very successful and um, then we were allowed to bring in the, the three weekend players then that you're allowed but we had such a home-based strong team that uh, I'd say the first year we only brought out one and that was Pat Spillane like yeah. you know so uh, naturally because like we didn't want guys losing uh, their places because they were after putting didn't in tremendous you know. hard work all year
2: but like w- Were New York competing at the county level at that stage? The, no there weren't The,
3: the f- them years they didn't affiliate or the, there was some split that, that 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 New York didn't compete uh, it was only later and amazing uh, later when in 89 when Cork when I had come back to Cork uh, Cork were after winning the home home based league final year and I ended up then going out playing in, again New York in the, in, yeah. the, in, the, in the So while
2: well, you were New York you never played with New York yeah. and then you went
3: back out to play against them Yeah it was uh, I would have loved to have had the opportunity and the chance to to play with New York because that time it would have been I'd say we would have had a hell of a team but it, it just it just didn't happen to us for years. But May is in eighty nine then when I did go out to, you know, I was marking Parik Dunn who was who was one yeah, wa- yeah. who was one of my no Offley, yeah, yeah yeah, he won an All-Ireland with Offley in eighty two, that famous All-Ireland final at the B Kerry. But Parik was a great friend of mine and we had emigrated together like so. Um just to go out there then and I play him at Cork and he play him in New York and we after kind of soldiering together for so long it yeah. was it was a unique day and um
2: I, I get the impression from him listening to you that it's a city that still holds a special place in. Uh, you have a special grow for the city. Yeah, I, I think it was. Um, I think it really
3: developed me. Like, uh, I suppose you go over there as a young fly. I was only twenty, and you hit New York City. You know, you, you 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 must. I said, well, stand up like a man and 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 be able to fight your corner. And like football was tough and hard. You know, work was hard. You know, you had to. Be disciplined in every way. I think it had it brought my game on enormously. And you know, uh, Donal Gallagher was a guy like that. I became very friendly with over there, and Donal was one of these guys like that, just kind of penciled in everything right and, and ticked all the boxes and made sure that everybody, you know, was in New York, but at the same time felt like they were at home really. Yeah. And,
2: and there's a touch of irony there. We're talking about New York, probably one of the most vibrant cities in the world. you to cont- link up with the Collinses to one of the most, I suppose, nicest and quietest villages in Ireland. So, from New York to Castlehaven, the journey continued.
3: Yeah, like, look, i would be brutally honest, I didn't know where Castlehaven was. <laughs> like Lots of people
2: in Cork do know where Castlehaven is, like <laughs> <laughs> Joking.
3: <laughs> um, but, look, I, I, I've always kind of acquainted myself with guys that have been, I suppose, fanatical and uh, been obsessed with, with the game and, Uh, you know I was meeting these fellas coming off after playing with them and training with them and Sure, like they never talked anything Nelson when he and like, and what they would do to try and go back and win a county with them, and this all kind of chirped away and started, and I was giving them my kind of a any time I could get in a bit of a award known and again, <laughs> um, just tell them about my own situation in So it's not probably that they'd seen an opportunity. They just it was it was like a joke the way the whole thing started, like and saying, "Jesus, why don't you come back with us?" and sure, come back. And were they going back then at the well, time? They, yeah, they were. They were planning to go back. This right. this probably was probably a. Year year or maybe more before they, they decided to go back to where it was in their heads that uh, all four of them would go back you had the two Collinses you had Martin O'Mani and you had Martin Conley like four geez, four brilliant players Like, and like I was looking at them and they were saying they couldn't win a county and then they were telling me they had Nike Elan and John Cleary and Dennis Cleary and Mick Burns and yeah. Mike McGuire yeah. Jesus I says, uh Jesus that's nine, that's nine or ten Jesus you just can't win a county
2: you know what I mean and at what stage did you say yeah I'll go home now and I play with Castlehaven
3: look, it was just out of the bluest about that time, you know, I, I, I was, I'd be massive to my family, like, and my mother and father were alive that time, and I suppose our source of communication was letters, like, my mother was a brilliant, uh, she was a brilliant writer, like, and I used to receive her letters, like, and she like, you could, you sense from her letters, like, uh, you know, how emotionally she missed uh, me not being about, I hadn't kind of been at home for nearly, I suppose, going on three years, and, um, so like I used to write back in different things and saying like after I'd say another while and say another while and and this went on. But one Janu- January January nineteen eighty seven, I was uh, I was out going out training myself and it was blistering down snow. I never forget it. And it was after doing a good run and I was went down to this famous hill down in just near a gym I used to go to there in in the Bronx. And um, I just come up out of it and I just was I knew I was playing great football and I knew I was in the shape of my life and everything and I ran into a shop and I was I was parched with the thirst and, and geez, I hadn't, I hadn't got a kind to buy a, a Lucas or nothing and and I was looking out and the snow was just pelting down and I just said to myself do you know what I said so what have I to lose to go back and for a few months I'll see my folks and I'll play with Castlehaven, and that's the way that's the way it was
2: perfect ending so here we are now you bought the bottle of Lucashead, we a few bob in your pocket, and you decided to head home. But complications arose, and ironically, Larry, you ended up, you had decided to go back to play with Castlehaven, but you ended up playing with Cork before you played with Castlehaven. Explain.
3: Uh, yeah, the transfer was gone. Uh, it wasn't being signed from the Kildare County board side, so Frank Murphy, uh, the man he was, uh, out of the blue, uh, um, rang me one night, and asked me, could I get on the train the next day uh, to go to Dublin? He said, Your transfer will be true. And uh, ironically, it was, it was the day of my birthday, the 13th of June. Uh, and I said, What am I going to Dublin for? What? And he says, Cork are playing Dublin in a challenge. He says, Bring your gear. He said, It would look good.
2: You had no inclination that you were going to come into the Cork setup before this phone call? No. I had,
3: I had met Billy Morgan and down in Skibbereen Golf Club and I had known Billy in New York Billy yeah, for a couple of years and look I I, I know the the, the the level of commitment that's in, that's involved in Intercounty and I met Billy and Billy asked me would I consider joining the car panel or coming on to see how it would go he says and I I refused because I said look I said Billy I don't want to mess your about I said I'm only here
2: to play with Castlehaven, and I said uh, and we intended to go back to New York, or just
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the plan, just to stay around for a few months, um, play with the Haven, and uh, go back then. There was no no talk of, of playing with Cork or anything like that. And I, I was totally upfront with Billy, and I just said, look, I said thanks for the invitation, but I said I don't want to mess your own, Billy. I said like that, you know, my my ambition is to try and come back with the Haven and hopefully try and win a county with them.
2: And someone had alerted Billy to your pros as a footballer because, you know, the jungle drums were, were working back then. Yeah, Sir Billy's
3: seen me playing in New York, and I suppose, uh, you know, Billy, the man he is, he, 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 you know, naturally he'd know every player. But equally, of course, Frank Murphy then was on the other side of it, and, and Frank, uh, you know, would know every player from, from Timbuktu. So he probably knew that maybe uh, initially he, he had said that I needed an intercounty transfer, uh of was speeded up but it didn't seem to be speeded up when I, I couldn't get my transfer through. But then when he rang me then, uh, out of the blue and asked me would I come up on the train and go up with the Cork team that would look good, your transfer will be through tomorrow. I thought it was just a kind of a I'll uh, just a, a kind of a gimmick thing, just to go up and and just let people know that I was kind of part of Cork now, and that uh, my transfer will be true, and I'll come back with the gear that I had in my bag without changing or anything. But as it transpired, I went to the went to the match. All right, we were playing Dublin in Parnell Park, and um, I ended up talking out. <laughs> so. Um, uh, I thought I thought that I was going to uh, make it look good, but before I knew it, then, just before the game, I was putting on a bit of a track suit, I think. And and Frank Murphy came in the door and came over to me, and he shook my hand, and I knew by that shake hands it was the most welcoming shake hand that I that uh, you know. Again, the Lord of Mercer, me, he had a massive shake hands too. Was the Dermot earlier, Roscommon, He 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 was. You, you get that kind of a handshake that you know that you are you know what I mean. That the re- it's a really welcoming one, and that's the way Frank Murphy kind of shook my hand in look, I, I, out of the blue, I, I was, Billy, I don't know, was it a case of just Billy uh, turning the screw and just saying, "Jez, we'll get this fellow involved, and um, next minute I knew why he was playing.
2: We'll come to the Cork aspect of your life later on, but what was your first impressions when you went down to Castlehaven? Lovely little village, small club, big heart, and it is my opinion that Castlehaven single-handedly, as a club now, revitalised football in West Cork well thanks for that uh, well I, I make the point that they won the county in 89 and on the back of that yeah. the Bantries and the Skibs and the rest of them came around that's only my own personal opinion Yeah. yeah.
3: look uh, Castle Leaven are full of I, I suppose it was like the man above I, I, I'm a, a firm believer in And you must have faith like and, and I, I had an obsession for football and here I was thrown into a place where equally they had the, an obsession for football so it was a marriage made in heaven, really, you know what I mean, so uh, equally, though, what was frustrating at the initial start was that I, that I couldn't play like because I wasn't transferred and um, I suppose the, the areas, the people I met, um, they're still very close to me today. A lot of those people are no longer with us, a lot of them have, 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 have passed. You know, Mike McGuire's mother was a, was, was like my second mother, Nora. And like many a cup of teeny yeah, cake, I got there Yeah, la- <laughs> yeah. Mike would always say like, when he come home for the dinner, that that uh, Nora was after giving the dinner to me. <laughs> so, um, so she cool was, cool. yeah, she she was that type of person, and 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 probably she was a, a massive link in to me, kind of holding on and staying there. Because for a good few weeks, like I was down there just sauntering around, going down to the old telephone box down in Union Hall, ringing my mother at home in Kildare saying, uh, "Get me out of here! I'm going! To, I'm going to New York! I'm going back to New York!" and you know, I think just going down to Nora and just talking to her in a in a in a wholehearted situation. A kind of she was the she was the real you know Mother Teresa. As we call her. She was brilliant. Like
2: did they shape you in a different type of way that other aspects of your life did? Yeah, like uh, I suppose the Haven,
3: uh, the, the, the Haven are a very special club. Like, and I suppose I was I was so lucky to have to have joined a massive club. Um, I suppose a club like that was that was trying to search for their first county, and you know it was it was just seeing, it was just uh, incredible. Like we had, we had a massive team in '87. Like I thought we had, you know, the winning of that county. And look, I I, I threw that away, single-handedly myself down in County after scoring eleven points again. Galway with the week before in an All Ireland semi-final. I went down again, Musgrave in the quarter finals, and I, I couldn't kick a ball over the bar. And uh, I, I, uh, and um, it was a massive crowd at, at, at yeah. that game and I remember Francis Collins and also Francis was playing and, and Francis got delayed he was, he, was, he was barely able to I think he was running he, he togged out literally in the car on the way down and, and, and ran onto the pitch so it was such a crowd at the match but look I, I sat in the dressing room for three hours after that game and I I, I just couldn't believe what was after happening and I felt so sorry for every one of those Haven fellas and um, I just felt that I had let them down and, and that was the way I felt
2: 89 was the year when the, when the big breakthrough came and I have a particular recollection of that because my own club St Nix played you outside in Carte. I think you won by a pint or two but my, my sister-in-law tells a story that you were coming off the field that night and you turned to someone I think it was they won by a pint or and you turned to someone and said we'll win the county now do oh, you remember it?
3: I, 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 I thought it was Mary your wife but <laughs> uh, it was uh, Joan actually was it was it Jesus sorry John I think I might put Mary in the book <laughs> um look uh, that game uh, amazing that was my first championship win with the haven like it's hard to believe like because i joined the haven 87 uh at the time that they were in the quarter final stage again Musgrave beaten and then the following year i had gone back to america and come back and we drawn more rangers in the first round they were all in club champions and they beat us by a point down at kilty and um so that night against Saint Nick's was my first championship match uh, win in yeah. three years, and I was coming out to feel and I suppose I was I was a bit elated or whatever it was, but it was a great, I, game, was a great game. And and like we always got it, and I wouldn't be sent here for a minute, We always got. And I said it in my book, we always got great tussles from Saint Nick's, like were brilliant matches, like, and. I just went in that night and I just I, I can remember I just flung the table up or whatever inside and I got up and I, and I just I don't know I went a bit half mad as regards like you know what I expected from the lads and, and uh, I was just I suppose emotional that I was just had to win in my first championship match it was amazing like, and I just told them I said lads you know we're going to win the county this year you know and it it just it just rolled on from there really you know and, and it was just amazing because the lads like they had got me back to play with the Haven like except for Martin O'Manny. The other three lads, like the two Collins and Martin Connolly, they had gone back and they hadn't come back that year, which left us maybe saying that we were a weaker team. But look, um, you know, the haven are the haven, and, and sometimes you need that little bit of luck to go your way. And we just kept winning one match at a time, and
2: then... And the, the day of the county final, like in, you know, what is it, a long time ago now, it was a hugely emotional day, first title for for them, obviously for you, but for 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 the people associated with it, like I think now of Ned Cleary, right. you know, the, the contribution Ned has made to Cassidy, that must that's a day that's probably etched forever in your memory.
3: Yeah, brilliant, and it was just, it's brilliant, like Ned is still just going strong, and, and his wife Kathleen, are brilliant people, like, and, you know that's that's the haven for you like they're just like that county championship win meant more to me for those people and um, you know a lot of people have passed since a lot of great people have helped the haven uh to where they've got to today and uh just i i, I just thought that was the crowning moment of 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 all games and it's funny and you, you just pick up on my book and you'll see it like the night before i just I, I just you know what people say I was stone mad but look I went down I hadn't been invited down to the showgrounds grounds uh, for an agricultural show the night before to go round to the different stalls and I said I would do it and I had walked down from my had my pub across in the train station at the time and I walked round to Park of Kiev and it started to rain and it started to rain harder and I got down on my knees and I prayed to almighty God that he'd give me the strength to have the game game my life the next day. And you know what, I, I always look back at that game and I'd say to myself, you know, thanks to the man above that he, he did give me that strength because it was one of those days I just felt like that, you know, nobody could mark me. You know, everybody picks out a game that you'd say, Jesus, it was, it was just something special, you know. Yeah. And um, But that game, I just felt so good going into that game that I felt we were going to win it. And look, that that county final win means everything to me because it was what I came home for. Uh, to see all those Castlehaven people um, so happy and um, yeah it was just one of those days I'll never forget
2: and I suppose before we finish the Castlehaven side of things the one regret the Haven would have is they didn't get to a, they didn't win an All-Ireland title and we all know the circumstances that d- defeated them above that Thorlistate
3: yeah geez, it was it wasn't to be but look please God we 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 have a massive bunch of young players coming along again Um you know they're 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 leading by example, and who knows? You know we we we'll get over the barrier there as well, and 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 hopefully win that elusive Ulster.
2: So now, Larry, after Castlehaven's great day in '89, you were on you are well established on the Cork team, but that led to another honour. We put we will the book will tell us about '87 and '88, but Castlehaven paid you the ultimate compliment or the ultimate accolade by nominating you to Captain Cork, in what as we know now turned out to be. A historic year nineteen eighty nine. How big a how big a, how big a decision was that for them? Should look, uh, uh,
3: massive because like they had two they had more than two stalwarts that you know, Lord of Mercy, Mick Burns was another massive stalwart for Castlehaven and and contributed enormously for Cork over the years. You had Mike Maguire who was a I know he was, he was he was he was he was the second goalkeeper to John Cairns who was an extraordinary goalkeeper at the time. Uh, and of course, then you had Niall Niall Callan and and John Cleary. Like, look, uh, for a club to bestow the honor on on what we deem to be an outsider uh, tells you about their club. Like in relation to it, I suppose they they looked at me at, at captain maybe to win the county, and um, they felt like that I was obliged maybe to go forward and captain Cork. But you know, something that uh, I, it was a massive honor to 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 get, and. Um, but it's just testimony in relation to Castellayham, really.
2: When you joined the Cork set-up, you're, you're, it is well known that throughout your career with and County, you're a fitness fanatic. What were your initial reactions when you joined Cork in terms of fitness levels? Were they doing enough or should they have done more? Or did you bring it to a new level?
3: I suppose this was the kind of the ongoing battles, and you'd see it from my book. And it was certainly w- with Billy in relation to maybe stepping up to train, training enormously. Like I had massive respect for Billy and a very passionate man. But look, he he invited me up to training, and I I wasn't part of the panel. He said, "Come up and see how it went." I was just telling him what I thought, direct, and that's the way it would always be. I'd be as honest as the day is long, and I just felt like that the train and I came up amazing, like uh, uh, I'm probably giving away a lot of The stories is in the book, but
2: don't give away too many because people won't buy it.
3: <laughs> but there was one massive story, and Niall, had, uh, Niall, tell you this. Niall was doing courier service at the time, and Niall and myself came up, and I don't know many deliveries we we done on the way up, and you know, but the, the van was buckled down and the tires were nearly down to the rims, but um. We went up and and I was dreading the training session because when you're going into the likes of Cork, Cork's is a massive county and 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 the, the 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 players they've had over the years and it's it's just going into Parky Kiev it's a massive stadium and I was dreading the training session. I didn't know what to expect and Niall was saying like that uh, this was going to be a hard tough session like and he uh, usually does a hard tough session at the start of the week. So look, um, we went through the session and and uh, look, I I, I probably as, as well known now that I, I probably lapped a good few of them and and um, I was a good bit ahead of them but you know I was direct with Billy and I told him I just said look I said I don't think you're anywhere near kind of beating Kerry or even down the line which I know uh, I didn't probably know Kerry that well as regards players but I certainly knew Mead I, I knew what was coming along the uh, the conveyor belt so I said Jesus I, I just wouldn't have a hope of hell beating Mead like down the line and how do you react to that you know what? He was very positive. Like Jesus, he was. He was very, he was very encouraged, like to to step up the train. And he asked me, "What I, would I consider coming onto the panel and getting involved?" And um, sure, look, I I I it led into maybe a phone call the next day. And you know what? I just made a decision. I said, "You know what?" I said, "I'll i I'll, I'll I'll give it a go and see how it goes." You know.
2: And it came in a very. Dominant time for Cork football, okay, we lost 87 and 88 to Mead and we'll come to that later, but how impo- it was uh, crucial that Cork won the All-Ireland in 89 and the fact that it wasn't Mead, did that make a difference? Well, it, it probably didn't that year, um, I think the team needed, we
3: we had won a National League which was great Um that that was a, a great thing to win. To win a major trophy in Crow Park w- was great, even though the 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 original league final was was in New York, New York that year. But um, that was a big lift to us. Uh, Eighty nine, then going on to win the other and. Like we were nervous going into that game because we had lost, we'd lost the last or three. You know, like we lost eighty seven, we lost our replay in eighty eight and eighty eight. I felt we 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 played great football, but just uh, you know we were a lot of things has uh, transpired on that day and, and and decisions and different things. But um eighty nine was important for us to win. It didn't matter again who, but we we had won that iron, and I think that team does when those teams come at a certain time. And you, the most important thing is you must hit head head on, and you must beat those teams. We hadn't beat Mead, yeah. so look. And, and
2: it's well known there was rivalry on the field and off the field. Yeah, yeah. So that made or made nineteen ninety a huge year because the target was to get to the All Ireland final, probably knowing Mead would come out the other side.
3: Yeah, like uh, without a doubt, and we 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 contested a league semi final that year, which was another indication of you know the focus that we needed, uh, we didn't need any focus but it reinforced that focus on an Easter Sunday where to be his uh, in a league semi-final with three or four pints and, and there, was, there was murder at that game like and murder and I remember you know inside the dressing of Billy getting on his knees and, ta- and praying to Almighty God like that them buggers inside would be in the other end final we were going to be there and look uh, it was just what we wanted. It was just what we wanted. And people, you know, will will look back at the other final day in 1990 and ask the, the questions about uh, was there any more pressure with the Hurlers winning? It wasn't really because we had to beat me. Yeah. That was the pressure. Like, it was... They, like, our players were so focused going into that game. It was incredible. Like And, and there was... It was what we wanted. I never seen a car team so focused in my life. i never seen a Cork uh, dressing room the way it was at half time where I'd say hardly any player sat on, their, on the on the bench or on the stool. We didn't I'd say a lot of the players didn't know didn't even know columnony Eve was sent off um you know and in fairness to every one of the car players like they stood tall that day like and when 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 the chips were really down like you our know, midfield was superb she and danny our backs were brilliant like um you know, from the half back line the full back line and like, you know, John, of course, in the goal, like was he made a magnificent save later on but the, the, the intensity of that game for the last, well, every minute it was intense but the last 15 minutes of that game was just, it, it was water and stuff because Mead were coming as like tigers and, you know, we were seemingly trying to hang on but at the same time like that, you know we were down we were down we were only 14 men and up front then we had you know the likes of paul mcgrath who was excelling in the corner he was brilliant and uh you know and, and she Shea got four so points that day yeah. yeah sure you magnificent i'd
2: have slag she have I I never seen him kicking four <laughs> points in my life but um well, you know but you just take it back larry before we carry on sorry, but the most fine that year was probably the most complete performance a car team ever gave against Kerry and I, I I remember you. Were, I remember that match uh, you, you you yourself were among so many players that got so much but that was a real demil- that was a statement of intent wasn't it
3: and amazed amazing
2: because like uh,
3: I think we were missing Din- yeah. Dinny Allen had retired and we were missing tr- five other players from 89 other in the final <laughs> like, yeah. like then of course there was no back door no back door that's yeah. it people don't realise that. people said ah, you get a second chance but there was no second chance that time uh, but that'll tell you the strength and depth of was on the car team like you know, we we had guys like John O'Driscoll, Paddy Hayes, uh that came in Mick slope was established establishing himself well uh that year. But these guys came in and stepped up and you know, we blew Kerry off the field that day. I mean and like there's another man like Colin O'Neill, like I, I was like, he kicked eleven points that must have like you know he wasn't, he wasn't even no, he wasn't even on the twenty one and, and and we had so many injuries leading into it that Geez, Callum didn't know that he was even going to be talking out that day until he arrived in Jury's hotel. When I, I kind of caught him at the corner before he went in and and, and told him that he was starting kind of
2: forward. But sure, Callum was as cool as a breeze. But what a, what a player! Like what a player! Like. And, uh, I remember being in the Hogan Stand, the lower Hogan Stand, for for the Ireland final. And it was with John Coleman, the great footballer from it, and John, great footballer. was we both felt Cork had to win that day, putting the double aside. Now that it would define the team if we never beat Meade in an Ireland final. That's fair comment, isn't it? Yeah, without a doubt. Um,
3: if we didn't beat Meade in that 1989 Ireland final and that medal, <sighs> would we wouldn't be looking at it too many times. It would deflate from it. Uh, no disrespect to me, all but the two giants of football was Mead and Cork and I always keep saying if one of those teams didn't arrive at that time one of those teams could have won five yeah. all Irelands, no doubt big no big doubt big of a mind. like I'd never take away from Mead because I knew how good they were uh but by god if you beat them you 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 really put your marker down as one hell of a team and like there's no doubt what you say if like we had to beat them there was no ifs and buts about it like we had to p- beat them and we had to beat them in another final and we had to prove to ourselves like that we were a hell of a team and uh that was a hell of a team and then like cork players like they were coming off of was it six six other under 21 successes in that in, and and uh, the talent like that Cork have like it's just and I always keep saying it today like um, the talent that Cork have uh, you know outreaches an awful lot of counties like in most counties and uh, if they can just come together and just show that commitment to each other and and that desire well, you know it'll always take a hell of a team to beat them
2: and just before we finish up on that point Harry th- there was a t- an intense rivalry and at times people say border on hatred between us and the meat players we all read about the stories but Sadly, it took a tragedy and the untimely passing of John Cairns for the two teams to, to kind of bond in a strange way, isn't it?
3: Yeah, like, um, so look, uh, what's gone is gone and, and, and you play your battles on the field and, you know, you you if you're not mad enough then to just forget about them and move on, that's the way you have to be and, of course, there was times where it was, it was, it was, there was, was, there was a lot of hatred there. But look, you have to be man enough to be able to just, you know, take it on the chain and move on. But you're right, I suppose. The the balance of the things with those teams and the respect for those teams came when the passing of the late John Cairns and uh, you know it was a very emotional, uh, and actually a very emotional funeral, and uh, we all loved John. He was a hell of a hell of a guy, great, great, great family man um gentlemen and um and what a goalkeeper like and uh just i think that the height of respect that the mid players had for him as well was was massive like and the turnout that they came down was 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 something 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 else and uh i think both teams realize now like that you know when we did battle together you know them all earned uh, them all earned, uh finals were special like
2: and I suppose that before we finish this we shouldn't forget Mick McCarthy small Mick from Skibbereen played a key role in 89 and he died too sadly in tragic circumstances and we should remember Mick as well
3: ah uh, yeah such as great times with uh Mick we 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 often drowned our sorrows a good few times down in Tin, Tim Tim another great man that has passed away down in Listo. We used to go at that time to Lisdoe races together myself and Mick after all our own finals when maybe we, things hadn't gone away. But Mick was a great player like and and what he has done for his club as well, uh, O'Donovan Rossa and. Uh, and uh, he, he had this unnerving uh, master coming off the bench. I f- felt like he, was, he used to always turn the game in our favour. Like we struggled in the semi-final again. Was comedy comes off the bench and he produces a massive performance. He, he just had that ability like to be able to uh, do things. And, uh, you know, sadly missed both of them. And, uh, you know, um, we, we, we just keep remembering them because they, they, they have to be.
0: Selling a little or a lot? you have an airbnb your home might be worth more than you think find out how much at airbnb.com slash host
3: remember because they we're great players
2: so larry the double was achieved you said there was no no pressure there probably wasn't but in there was but just before we go into our managerial career the Monday night in in town with the two cups, will we ever see it again? And it was a very very special and unique occasion.
3: yeah sure. we we hope we'll see it again. But um, yeah, it was one of those nights that um, I think that you know you, if you could just bubble every little bit of atmosphere that was there that night from the minute we landed at at the railway station, and I had to pop across the road from the train station that time and. Look, there was nobody into, into the grounds of the, the 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 station but there were. I was glad I wasn't working that <laughs> evening anyway. But uh, no, it was uh, and all up along McCartan Street they were hanging out windows and any vantage Painted people could have got and just to turn the famous Paddy Barry's Corner up here in the top here and just to look down and see a red and, and the people that were just again aligned across the bridges and right down through Patrick Street and of course then on the way down then and to to just get off of the the, the bus and then uh, just to see the crowd just just to see the the emotions of the crowd and the color and the excitement and the young kids and sure look isn't is isn't it isn't it what you want like it, it's just that special moment like in that special occasion and of course then the hurlers there to to be on stage then as well and uh, you know people keep mentioning the exchange of cups and uh, you know there was one funny story that year uh, after the Munster Championship, um, Kieran McGuckian was the captain of the hurling team because Tomas was injured. And um, the, the usual thing in the, when you in the Munster Cup, you go down to the county board and you 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 come in with the cups and you say a few words. And and uh, the Munster hurling cup is quite a big cup as far as it's bigger than a, than the football cup anyway, because uh, the football cup is it's only like a pint glass. <laughs> so. um I just was slagging Kieran as we were talking. I said, "Well, I said come September, Kieran, you'll have the smaller cup, and I'll have the bigger cup." <laughs> but it was Tomas that had it. Uh, yeah. uh, Tomas came back then into the fold. But look, it was it, it was just a majestic night and uh, just a brilliant night for Cork people, wasn't it? It was just uh, something that you just you, you just can't explain how exciting it was.
2: And it's hard to believe it's 30 years ago. And I know there was lots of things planned, but unfortunately circumstances decreed otherwise. But maybe that'll happen too. Yeah, you'd be hoping like that.
3: There's uh, some gathering that we could get together and have some occasion. Uh, I know it's very, very difficult at the moment for everybody. It's, 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 it's hard out there. It's, it's, it's frustrating. It's, it's, it's everything that you you just don't want. But look, we're, there is a there is a, a a red day coming up on the sixteenth of September. It coincides with the football final from thirty years ago. Uh, we'll be asking people to. Dress up in red, wear something red, and you know maybe contribute towards Marymount Hospice, which would be a fantastic cause, and uh, it would commemorate to look around again and to relive those great memories that we all had uh, back 30 years ago to see people making the effort and wearing red on the day.
2: Yeah, and we endorse that, and well done to Conor Conor, Callan for for coming up with the idea. When your career finished, Larry, I know you were still playing at the Haven, but you ended up as as the Cork football manager. Did you ever envisage that would happen when you came to Cork from New York all those years ago? Didn't didn't
3: <laughs> didn't envisage anything. <laughs> um, it was kind of like uh, one one step at a time and stumbling over this block and onto the next block. But I suppose I was playing a little bit and I suppose uh, I I felt if I could be manager maybe I could pick myself or something like that. Which you did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, amazing. Uh, I thought I was finished. I thought I was finished uh, inter county football from. I suppose uh I didn't play. Had a severe back injury, two operations, and um, I felt that was it. I was trying to just maybe try and get me set back and play a little bit more club football for, with the Haven. But as it transpired, then um, you know things started. I was starting to play a bit better and get a bit better. And um, uh, ninety seven was a uh, ninety seven was. Uh, I took over Cork and. Um, you know we had we we had a great run apart from this was the first round of the championship we got to the league final that year and um it was just um was just very disappointing the first round again player like when we when when we yeah like when we we were so much better like and, and uh you know again no disrespect to claire and and martin daly's goal but um you know we had kicked a massive load. of we had kicked 19 wides that it's hard to believe and um uh, you know, Kerry went on and won the All Ireland, and uh, we would have felt like that we were uh, as close to Kerry as anybody else. So um, it would have been an interesting battle if we got to play Kerry.
2: And as things developed, won the Munster title in '99, great day below in Parky Keeve, Ended up in the All Ireland final. The hurlers had won, had won the the, the All Ireland title under under Jimmy. And here we are, hard to believe, nine years on from 1990. As a captain, you know the manager, and we lose to Mead. How how gut wrenching was that?
3: Jeez, ever since I grew up, Mead were there. Um, <laughs> geez, I do I, I do say it to Jerry McIntyre and Liam Hayes everywhere I turned, Mead was around the corner somewhere. Uh, look, um, we we had a massive run in '99. We had, we 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 couldn't have planned it any better. Guys were really committed. Um, we were living on the momentum of every game. Uh, we won a massive league title uh, again Dublin. Um you know advanced we we had young players coming through like Philip Clifford was excelling, you know, Finon Murray was was, was, was brilliant as well. Um you know we, we, we had a lot of new players that had come into it and really doing well and really making a name for themselves. Um the all final day was just I suppose there was two little things that probably were, were the difference like uh, we just probably needed a little bit of a steadying influence maybe at a time where we needed and, and well, and well like, we, we had the guy but unfortunately he he, he, he got badly injured uh, he had come back Stephen O'Brien had come back in the it uh, was the last round of the league against uh, Galway. Uh, done his collarbone and then as he was making a return again in the summertime then uh, ended up tearing his grind um, he was a massive loss as was Aidan Dorgan who was playing serious football that year so we had lost those two players like, and, and they were massive losses in that final because with eight or nine minutes to go sides were level and if we had those two key players in particular Stephen and and Aidan like uh, they would have probably made the difference that we needed uh, instead of that like they you know kicked two or three massive points near the end Graeme Garrity who Sean Oga had a massive game on kicked two incredible points near the end and uh they just had that little bit more experience on the day to just finish out that game
2: and we, we never got back to that level after and you ended up no. y- you, you as you said you mentioned there dr Hyde park <laughs> the end came as the man but you don't have any regrets for managing Cork.
3: no uh, it was an absolute uh, massive honor and um i i'll always you know uh, be indebted for them to even to give them the opportunity to manage uh, uh, their county um all I can say is I, I gave it 110% of my heart and my soul and uh, it just didn't work out. I was, you know, I'd be always thrilled for anybody that'll come in or do it after me. I'd never feel like that. I'd be jealous of somebody else coming in and taking over. I'd be never that type of person. I was absolutely thrilled for Conor and when it happened in 2010. Yeah and uh, to win the all and, and to see a lot of those lot of those players even like so Graham Canty and Nicholas Murphy like and Anthony yeah. Lynch, like they were guys that I kinda brought into the scene like and, and uh they had they had soldiered a long time for Cork and it was great for them to get their their just reward at the end. So th- that was a massive day and uh but look, uh, thing, things come and go. All you can do is put your heart, uh, hand in your heart and say you, you've given it everything. And uh, I've, I've no regrets. I've just, uh, you know, appreciate so much that I got the honour to be able to do it. Have Cork underachieved in football? Um, I just think that there's an awful lot more in Cork. I, I always do. Um, you know, I would have been probably criticized or been critical to the five-year plan. I know they were, they were working towards... Um, but I don't think Cork needs that. I think they're just um, you know, the one two all when the won two irons last year when this five year plan, the won an all iron under twenty one on the 21 minor like. just like Cork are massive talent like. Um I look at Cork players, I look at club matches and just like you you would be just bamboozled with talent like. Um I just think you the need to just um come together more as a team, um knit more together as a team as regards like maybe um that little bit more leadership and not be not be afraid to say things if you feel like that you need to up something and you need you feel that something needs not to be critical but just to to be direct and, and face up to the things that you feel maybe that need to be done out on the field and training and this is this is where it's this is where you improve yourself and um I just feel there's an awful lot more in that Cork team, I mean, and it was very encouraging last year. Last year to see them there at the end of last year's league and into the championship. Uh, like I went to a load of those games, like and and uh, the match up in Crow Park in Dublin, like the match Dublin for long periods in that game. Like and, and 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 it was only for the likes of me, Jack, McC- Jack McCaffrey like turned a couple of little moves his way, and and they got uh, they got two goals. But Cork were well able for them, and even against Tyrone, like that. You know, you'd you'd you come out of that game and you say to yourself, how did they lose that game?" You know, that was a game they should have won. So, like, encouraging signs there for Cork, and certainly with the abundance of young talent coming through. Uh, I know Conor Conlon is down there now, and he'll really develop them well now. As regards like what should be done, um, I think guys should be riding a lot sooner. When I say a lot sooner, if to see talent at 18 years of age, I think they should develop them for two years and and progress that way as through their physical uh, thing then come 20 then to be well able for
2: senior in the county so l- Let's get back to the book I'm fascinated by the title yeah. Believe, I suppose we've known each other a long, long time and I don't think you ever went out in the field thinking you weren't going to lose is that where the, the title came from?
3: Yeah, it's something that was kind of um, popped up a good bit uh, names we, we, we went over 40 or 50 names but it's a name I don't think that anybody is else used on a book and um I think that hopefully there's something in it there for everybody. Um whether you don't have to be sport or, or it could be sort of work wise, whatever I think in life you have to believe in yourself and um I think it's hopefully it's a good title and hopefully people will buy it. Are you glad you have done it? <laughs> yeah, I'd like I'd done it at the time I'd done it. I, I, I wouldn't have I, I don't think I would have liked it when I was finished after finishing playing or even when I was manager I was too involved. I think now when the call light a day don't know you look at it an awful lot different and uh, i'm very happy with the way the book has turned out um you know dennis hurley has done a great job in relation to the the, the match situations and he's a, he's an encyclopedia into games like fantastic and uh, i just think the whole concept of the book is good and uh, i hope people will be get a good read and i
2: hope they're very happy with it well i've known you a long time i'm looking forward to reading it it was great as you to chat with you this evening thank you for your time and the very best look with Believe. Thank you very much for that.
1: When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with stamps.com.